morning, Miss Yale. Today's reading is from Genesis 1. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Need a helper. Just with a, I've got too many things in hand. Thanks, Ria. Good morning. Thank you. My name is Heather. I'm also one of the pastors here. Glad, glad to be together. It is nice to hear voices. Sometimes um, when it's loud, it's harder to hear. And I grew up going to a pretty quiet church. So I like it. I like your voices. Um, let's pray. Jesus, thanks for the opportunity this morning to be together. Spirit, thanks that you um, can confirm in us this morning your goodness and your love, the spacious hospitality with which you welcome us, your kindness. Pray today that that wouldn't just be something that we hear, but it would be something that is embodied and real and we feel it, that we'd know it um, deeply. So as we look to your word, um, give us a sense of awakeness to you today. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been going through the series of kind of our identity, what our vision is, who we are as a church. Um, and we'd summarize that by saying what we imagine ourselves to be about is joining God in the renewal of all things. That's how we would say it's our identity, our vision, um, per se. And so as a community, we're trusting that God is acting or working or moving, and then we are participating with God in that action or that movement or that working. And so our main job then, as people of the community, is to discern and pay attention and partner with God. So that's how we do it, is we pay attention to where God is moving. Both, like in multiple ways, we pay attention to how God is working in ourselves, where God is working in others, and then in the world around us. And today, as Ria was reading, we look at that renewing work, and as God was talking, or as we were reading from the text, it says today that when God made what God made, God called that good. 
And I think God cares about what God made in us, in each other and in the world. And I don't think that's necessarily a stretch for us to get a hold of because generally speaking, when we make things, we care about them too, right? You make your bread or you make your cakes or you make something in the garden. I mean, you don't really make it, but you work at it. You know, if a kid like builds something of Lego, if you smashed it, it'd be like a sad situation. So it's not much of a stretch because genuinely and generally we care about the things that we make, and we, when, especially when we call them good, when we feel proud of what we've made. And so we're working through, as a community, our practices for how we can stay awake to this renewing work that God is doing in the world. And we've talked about gathering together, we've talked about exploring, we've talked about um, welcoming last week, that's what Johnny talked about, the notion of hospitality, and today we are going to talk about the practice of create, so creating, as a way to stay awake to the renewal of God in the world. And on the very first pages of the Bible, like Johnny said last week, before it is debates about creation and evolution, there's a lot of things that are happening on those pages. And one of them are what we heard this morning, that God makes humans in the image of God's self. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, God created humanity in God's own image, in the divine image God created them. Male and female, God created them. Then the passage talks about birds and animals and food and water and the relationship that humans enjoy with all of those things that God calls creation. At the very end of all of that, God says what is made is very good. And as we think about creating and our identity, oh, a little scratchy, um, it's important that we understand that idea that we're made in the image of God. So God made an image of God's self, humans. And then on the first pages of the Bible, it tells us what those image bearers do. The image bearers participate in the human project, which is to participate and create goodness. Which means to cultivate and harness, like they said, this raw potential and make more new out of it, to take the world somewhere that benefits all. Sometimes people use the language of flourishing to do things benefiting all, so the flourishing of everything, humans and also creation. And that is true, deep goodness. The very goodness that God talks about, or that the Bible talks about in Genesis chapter 1, Verse 31, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And so the human project is to continue on and participate in that goodness. And so it's out of our imagination and understanding of goodness that we would be able to create and make goodness. And the wonderful thing about it is that it happens, like they said in the video, in ordinary communal practices. So things like creating a family and a neighborhood and work, right? Which is encouraging because that's what we're doing every day. 
So again, not much of a stretch to be about it. And we do that individually in the things that we do, but also collectively as we work together as a society. And so we all have the capacity to be generative in renewal, to make new things. And like I said, we need an imagination to know what that goodness looks like. And so that's why we come here on a Sunday morning, so that we can rehearse the story of God's goodness. It's why we pray. It's why we sing together, so that we can be connected to God in order to understand what that goodness is. So we get an understanding of goodness from our connection to God, but we also get that understanding of goodness from our connection to each other. And I feel like I have a front seat to that goodness by being connected to you. I get to have many conversations with a lot of you that helps to expand my imagination for what this creative practice can look like. So this week I had lunch with um, Jordan, Jordan Moss, who works in finance. And he was thinking about, like, what does it look like for him to attune to his understanding of faith and then his vocation in finance. And he was seeing where finance could further equity and justice. And so this week when I was hearing him talk about his passion, it was really phenomenal to hear like, his passion for communities that have experienced the impacts and continue to experience the impacts of redlining and then what it looks like to redistribute resources to those communities. And the thing that he said to me is like, Heather, solidarity equals equity. When we stand with people in places that they've experienced injustice, then there's a possibility in that solidarity to build into the world equity. And I was like, dude is creating some goodness, right? I consistently meet with all the home church leaders and Amanda Lingle is another person that blows my mind. I sit with her in church. She's an engineer. And very often we get to talking about engineering in the context of innovation around women's health. Wow. Wow. Phenomenal. This... This woman who has this sense of like engineering, totally technical, like way outside the bounds of anything that I can ever conceive that I would be able to do. And then the gaps that she notices of where this innovation really needs to be implemented and then her passion in wanting to see that move forward. That is goodness. So, get so excited by all of you. I can't even tell you. And then there was another community member this week that was out at MIT working on digital inclusion. So cool. And a friend of mine who I actually looked over at like when it was talking about gardening. Because this woman is phenomenal in terms of making a garden, baking sourdough bread, and then sharing that goodness. And in sharing that goodness, the experience of sharing that goodness is pure joy straight joy. When I was in home church with Austin and Drew, they would chat a lot about coding. <laughs> Again, blowing my mind. 
We're makers. We take the stuff that God made and we make it into other things. Homemaking, like Johnny said last week, the work of hospitality, code, raising children, planning a city. That's the work of creating and creating goodness in partnership with God and God's goodness. And I think the validating thing is that there are all kinds of places from which which creativity flows. Creativity can can flow from struggle, from calm, from pain, from beauty, even from anger and rage. Last year, for the last year, I've been in a group with people who have good reason to be enraged because of things that they've experienced. But the folks that I'm in this group with are committed to using their anger in generative ways. And they've taught me and they've inspired me. And they've shown me that anger can fuel creativity. This week, I met with a man, and um, we were just talking, and I asked a couple of questions, and honestly, his creative ideas for making new things coming out of a place of absence was stunning to me. And I also prayed with another man who thanked God for the creative ideas that he had to be comforted. And so guess what, people? None of us are off the hook. Doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what you're experiencing, doesn't matter what vocational leanings you have, we all have the capacity to create, to make. And the reason that I name like these people isn't to like highlight or elevate a certain vocation. It's because of the way that I want us to see ourselves. I want us to be able to see ourselves and tie our everyday lives to God's renewing work. To tie it to God's renewing work in the world and the ways that we participate in the everyday. We do it in small, in our own lives, And then we do it as we build society together. Which is why it is really important for us to know who we are, our identity, as image bearers, created to make goodness in the world. And the way that we do that, we embody it in our actions. And it's an identity that we have, as it said in Genesis chapter 1, this large missio day, God at work in the world, but also us, given that missio day. And so it's lived out in our lives here in Salt Lake City. And that means that we create things on our own, but we also collaborate. And when we collaborate with goodness that is reflective of the kingdom, goodness that is reflected of the works of God, we make goodness in the world. 
It's our identity. It's the identity that we live out as the church, but also as humans. And I think knowing that that is our human identity means that as Christians we can hold ourselves with humility. Because we all bear the image of God. And while the Spirit uniquely equips us to listen and attune and attend to what God is up to in the world, we have to be careful not to limit the Spirit's work around us. Humans bear the image of God, and that's a human marker before it's a Christian marker. Which means that we can make and create lots of goodness with all kinds of humans. In Jeremiah, God's people are told to go and do good with and for the city and work with and on behalf of the people who brought them into exile. They were told to partner with the people that brought them into exile and do good works on behalf of the city. In Revelation, all the nations are marching into God's good world. And they have all kinds of things that they're bringing, goods that they've made. And some of those goods are redeemed, like swords are broken down into plowshares. And yet there are other things that are brought in that are good gifts. And the words there are that that's to the glory of God. These nations that are perceived sometimes in the text as hostile, as outsiders, they bring in things that potentially, I think we would assume, belong outside, but instead they're received as good. It's a magnificent picture. And the distinction for our discernment is not us versus them. There are many things inside the Christian faith and tradition that don't reflect God's goodness. And there are many things within Christian tradition that do. There are many things outside of Christian tradition that reflect God's goodness. And many things that don't. The image is obscured in all of us in all kinds of ways, for all kinds of reasons. But that does not mean that we are not still image bearers. The distinction for our discernment is not us versus them. The distinction for our discernment is God and the goodness of God. A making that reflects God's goodness. That's the distinction for our discernment. So it's worth looking for where the goodness is showing up. And it will be. Because like we've said throughout this whole series, God is moving. God is active. God is renewing. What God created, God called good, and God brings goodness even out of imperfections, even out of sin, even out of that which is fractured. 
God is committed to humans actively. And Jesus demonstrates God's commitment to us as humans, building back into us the definition of good so that we can live and create out of that definition. And the guide we have is spirit, but spirit is not tameable. Because the Missio Dei, the work of God, is bigger than we can imagine. Far bigger than we can imagine. The works of love are larger than we can grasp, Romans 8. Higher, wider, deeper, stronger, like more robust than we could even categorize. And yet, it's made accessible in the ordinary, the everyday. So, Missio, we are makers, and our practice is to create and to make. And that making connects us to our identity as image bearers, tasked with participating in the human project, taking the world somewhere, taking it somewhere good. And sometimes it can be hard to see the good, right? not hard for me when I have chit-chats with you, but sometimes it's hard. Darkness around us can make um, the good eclipsed in ourselves. We don't always see or hear the good in ourselves. We don't always see or find the good in others or in the world around us because there's a lot of darkness. I think that's the reason that it says all the way through the text to encourage each other. Because it can be really easy to be discouraged, to not think that the things that we do in our everyday lives mean anything. My friend, um, she was telling me about a tradition at her kid's school, the Festival of Courage. What a name for a festival, right? And it's from St. Michael, and the idea is that you light these lanterns as you go into the winter period so that you have this light to carry you through the winter period, to carry through cold and darkness the festival of courage. And so today, I think it's important that we think about how to encourage each other, to inspire each other, to be makers as part of our identity, partnering with the Spirit of God, partnering with people where we can see that goodness emerging through the things that they're creating so that we can stay awake as we encourage one another so that we can stay awake to God's goodness as God grows that goodness and harnesses that goodness and invites us into it. And so before we come to this table, a table that represents Christ's reconciling us, 
Christ's abundance to us, Christ's invitation, have some questions for you, image bearers. Where do you see the goodness of God in yourself? How can you partner with God and others to make that grow? Where do you see the goodness of God in yourself? How can you partner with God and others to make that grow? Sometimes that's one of the hardest places to discern goodness. Where do you see the goodness of God in someone else? Maybe it's the person sitting next to you. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a neighbor or a person at work. Where do you see the goodness of God in someone else? How can you partner with them to make it grow? Where do you see the goodness of God in your workplace? Where do you see the goodness of God in this city or in the world? How can you partner to make it grow? Missio, we're made in the image of God. When God finished creating, God called that creating good. And God is renewing what God has created. And God continues to call what God renews good. And so as you are renewed, there is goodness in you that is worth cultivating. And as God renews the people next to you, that goodness is worth seeing and worth cultivating and worth calling out and making it grow. And as God renews the world around us, in this city, in your workplaces, in the world, as God renews that, God calls that good. And that goodness is worth partnering with and making grow. That's what it means to practice creating, making. And it's what locates us as a community in the Missio Dei, the mission of God, and us as the Missio Dei, a church in Salt Lake City, doing ordinary things in our everyday lives, seeking to make good. Let's that you to us in the deepest of ways. Spirit, you are constantly renewing and I pray that this week we would see that. We would see where your goodness is. We would see 
yeah, with eyes wide open, even in the midst of darkness or anger or sadness or, or joy or plenty, that there would be an awareness of where your goodness is. And that we would partner with that goodness to create and make it grow. So as we come to this table and as we acknowledge your faithfulness to us, um, yeah, keep us rooted and grounded in our practices so that our beliefs can be tangible and made real. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>